Welcome, 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 welcome to the autistic delicatessen. Mm. Let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. The food is great. The food makes community. The food. The food makes community. What you eat and what you drink is your story. And welcome to the autistic delicatessen. I'm your host Larnell, along with Onikage. And on today's show, our guest will be Christopher Lamarck, the creator of Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health. Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health is an organization that aims to tackle issues of mental health, social injustice, and systematic racism. Due to the events of COVID-19, the organization has organized food drives to help families with groceries and resources to help the mental health of others in these tough times, usually attending farmer's markets or creating pop-up cafes. So, Oni, before we get into our conversation with Christopher Lamarck, I'm just wondering, do you have any favorite coffee blends? Are you a person that loves black coffee or coffee with a little cream or some latte iced coffee stuff? Um, I quite like a varied mixture of coffees. I can drink black. It's a lot easier to drink black coffee when it's um, the proper stuff, cafetiere and all that, rather than instant. If it's just instant, then oh, it's horrible. But I do like my occasional latte when I'm out and about. It's just... Depends on what mood I'm in, really. Yeah, because I remember I had some iced lattes from Dunkin' in the past. That's like Dunkin' Donuts here in the U.S. And I remember I sold one of their new iced coffees, like outside of a hockey game in the past with Big Fish Promotions. And I remember trying out a sample, and it just tastes good because certain times with coffee, it just it burns my mouth because you have to sip it, and I'm not really so good at sipping it, though. Indeed. No, it's just one of those things you have to take your time, especially if they have a better insulation with travel cups, because I'm pretty bad at burning myself as well, because you think, oh, five minutes is <laughs> fine, but not really. So <laughs> just one of those things you definitely need to watch out for when you're buying coffee elsewhere and travel. Yeah. And what do you think, Oni, of the idea that whenever a person gets up in the morning, they always drink coffee to get them their energy boosted? Because I would think maybe water, but I don't know. Coffee is an interesting type of mechanism for people to just drink it, though. Yeah, I think it's, um, water is definitely ideal, but a lot of us have the coffee as, like, our ritual in the morning, and the caffeine likes to help with the boost. I usually have, like, matcha green tea, but if I'm making multiple cups of coffee at once, I usually have coffee afterwards, so I definitely have the caffeine energy for that morning. And speaking of coffee energy, we're now going to get into our conversation with Christopher Lamarck. So stay tuned, folks. Chris, welcome to the Autistic Delicatessen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Being in the shy, shy town USA, like for people that don't know, that's short for Chicago. So look, I may be in Florida, but... I know my shy town stuff. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what was your journey up to you starting coffee, hip hop and mental health? What led you to that? Well, I've been an artist in Chicago for about uh, 20 years. So uh, that explains the hip hop portion. Uh, but I was just going through a rough patch. Uh, I was in a relationship that wasn't really working out. Sorry. I was disappointed about that and trying to sort of get through that situation. And I just had a moment one day where I was in a coffee shop in October 2018. And I was just overwhelmed sitting inside of this Starbucks right in the heart of Chicago, crowded. Since you haven't been to Chicago, just know that this is like Millennium train station, right? It sits right in the heart of downtown. 
tons of traffic, people getting on and off the train, people going to lunch because there's several restaurants in the pathway. And I'm sitting inside a very busy uh, Starbucks and I started to cry uncontrollably. And uh, as I'm crying, tears are coming down. And I believe in that moment, all of the disappointment, the childhood trauma, the childhood abuse, not knowing my mom, losing my godmother, losing my mom to pancreatic cancer, losing my godfather, all of the disappointment, all of the hardships, all the homeless moments, just everything. And I feel like it just, you know, it was a mental and emotional breakdown. Everything just came to a head for me. Mm. And uh, I couldn't hide it anymore. And I spent a great deal of hiding and lying about how I really felt. And I believe in this moment, I just not only had a mental and emotional breakdown, but I also had a mental and emotional breakthrough. And uh, that pushed me to go to therapy. And um, once I uh, started going to therapy, it was hard because I started to open up all these doors that I had forgotten. And it was tough and it was sad. And, and I started to revisit just some things, you know, that I had pushed back. Right. You know what happens You know when you push back. And um, I believe in this moment, things were just starting to get better because this therapist, what he said to me was, he said, hey, you know, it wasn't your fault that you were abused as a child. And uh, when he said that, that changed everything for me because I had been carrying all this guilt and this shame because there's so much shame that come with trauma and depression and uh, any form of mental illness. You're ashamed of how you feel. And no one understands why you feel the way that you feel, right? No one understands it. Hmm. And so it was tough. And I had spent so many years performing, you know, being a recluse, Hmm. right? And, you know, after being a recluse, it was just, yeah, it was just tough. And uh, I spent, you know, like so much time hiding. I will only go outside to perform a task, like go to work or go perform on a stage. But I wouldn't really hang out with friends And even though I was in a relationship, you know, that was easy because it was safe. It was one person. So I can sort of explore in uh, this type of relationship. But being around groups of people, I struggle with social anxiety. So therapy was helping me peel back all of these layers. And uh, one day in November 2018, like I went home and I wrote down coffee, mental health and hip hop. But that didn't work out. It didn't sound right. And I came back to it and I wrote down coffee, hip hop and mental health. Ah. And, And I was like. I don't know what this is, but after spending so many years on stage, hiding behind the glitz and the glam and like the cool and like the bright lights and the nice suits and tuxedos and, you know, like the cool club, right? You know, being cool, looking cool, hiding behind ego. But really, I was lying to myself and everyone around me because I was suffering internally. I was struggling. I was having all these mental episodes and didn't know it. And so I knew I wanted to normalize this in my community because in the black and brown community, we don't talk about our stuff. Everyone's hiding behind stuff. Everyone's just trying to survive. So you don't have time to, like there's an expression in the black community that we don't have time for that. Yeah. It's not that people don't vote. It's not that people don't hold the mayor or the president or the alderman or the local official accountable because they don't care. I don't have time. I'm trying to survive. (laughs) So much stuff. Right? It's so much shit that I'm dealing with that when COVID came around, they showing the Black community just living. But what you're not sharing in that story is that these people got 10 other things on their plate. And since COVID is invisible, it just becomes number 11. Yeah. So it's not that we don't care. We're trying to survive through trauma. All the gaslighting that has been happening in our community. We've been triggered every time we see somebody killed on TV or killed in the public or killed by the cops. We're triggered. 
And so I would like to think that I spent all these years being triggered by the abuse and then abusing people in my own way by not being emotionally available or being closed off and pushing people away or sleeping around because I'm trying to find the love that my mother didn't get me. Uh, wasn't raised right, wasn't nurtured by my father, all this hurt. And so when you're dealing with hurt and you're poor and you're living under the poverty line, you're just trying to survive by any means. And so it's gonna be collateral damage. That sounds really, really, really tough. And it's good to hear your story and experiences. And a lot of people don't take mental health seriously in general. And there's still a huge stigma around it. And that's just really scary. I've noticed that your organization goes to farmer markets and create pop-up cafes. Could you explain more about that? Sure. So prior to COVID, we spent a lot of time traveling around Chicagoland having these conversations and these panel discussions and having a great time delivering these messages, right? And the cool thing about that is that we were able to touch people and like really engage and give people a safe space to talk. And uh, I travel with a team of therapists. So each event has a different type of therapist or therapist so we can have this interactive conversation. So March 7 was our last event. You know, I mean, the whole world is sheltered, right? And so we had to pivot. And when the George Floyd thing happened and Breonna Taylor, mm. arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, by the way. So, you know, when all that stuff happened, um, we knew that we had to pivot because when the looting happened, you know, I don't condone the looting, but I understand when you lock people away, when you don't give them resources and they're already poor, what do you expect them to do? Poverty is violent. Yeah. Not that people are violent. Poverty is violent. Mm. So when because you show images, yeah, because of the circumstances. So if you put people, look, black people are the only culture or race of people in America that cannot thrive in peace in any place. Even if you're rich, you're just a black rich athlete or you're a black wealthy lawyer. It's always black in front of it. But you can't be vulnerable. You, you can't tell people that you're, you know, hungry and you can't rage and be angry without consequence, bias or judgment. Right. And so when they start closing grocery stores because of the looting and CVS's and Walgreens was closing, the targets was boarding up their doors. And now the people who are not looting, like the hardworking fathers and the hardworking brothers and the community and like the ladies who are working hard, who just live in the community and then now their local store it's closed. And now if they don't have a car, they have to travel across town and buy groceries. And so I'm like, yo, at the crux of this, this is poor mental health. Dang. So our organization has to start feeding people. And so we start raising funds in June 13th. We fed 100 families. July 5th, we fed 1,000 families. August 28th to the 30th, we fed 1,500 families. And now we're building a two-day free farmer's market so we can feed 2,000 families. Our goal is to feed as many people. It would never stop. Poverty is violent. It never goes away. COVID just exasperated. If you're already living in a food desert, it's exasperated. If you're already food insecure, it's exasperated, right? Mm. And so we knew that we had to meet the people where they are. And uh, we started to just band together and like feed people. And that's what we've been doing since June. And again, Chris, we really appreciate what you're bringing out and bringing positivity to your community. Because sometimes in black communities, there can be so much disparity that it's been a long history here in the U.S. Because I'm also in the U.S. too as well. I mentioned I'm from Florida. 
And plus the news media hasn't really at times shown much of black people doing good in communities, just the bad stuff. Like, for example, in Chicago, oh, Chicago's violent, but not really seeing people that are actually doing good in Chicago, like what you're doing right there. Also, another thing is um, you had one of these cafe pop-ups and you had these interesting coffee flavors, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that really relate to coffee, hip hop and mental health. So you want to just go down and like talk about some of the flavors. Like, for example, let's start off with normalized therapy and what's in that. Yeah. So like the normalized therapy, it was just a way to take like a dark roast uh, coffee, uh, La Colum, and then we mixed it with like vanilla. And uh, and uh, whether oat or soy milk, and like the goal was to create these conversations around the drinks, right? So obviously, if we're fundraising, you know, we want to sell a ten dollar cup of coffee, but we want to still keep the conversation going. So even though we're dealing with food insecurity, we still want to continue to normalize therapy, right? And so you can buy a normalized therapy, or you can buy a suicide prevention. It's either a cold brew or a hot drip coffee with chocolate cocoa. And then it comes with marshmallows and then also non-dairy whipped cream. That's for the suicide prevention. Hmm. Uh, if you wanted to order the, like the wealth gap, right? If you know anything about the wealth gap, the average white person in America is, or anywhere in the world is probably worth a dollar in comparison to any black man, woman, or child is worth 10 cents. That can explain the wealth gap. That's a huge gap, right? 90 cent, hmm. right? Hmm. Yeah. 90%. That's a lot. Probably more than that. It's, it's probably 99 to one, right? When you think about, you know, our community versus the other community. And so like the wealth gap was made with sweet potato coffee flavor. And uh, mm. what we also did, instead of adding ice to the iced coffee, we was adding ice cream. And mm. so the hip hop and R&B came with butter pecan ice cream inside of the cold brew. Yeah, we're having a great time uh, raising money, feeding people. Uh, we are excited because the farmer's market... Not only would they be able to come up and get uh, PPE and uh, stuff to make sure that they're safe during COVID, uh, hygiene products, blankets, but, it, but, but it's going to be a party, right? It's, it's a call. It's harvest time because we are not feeding the needy. We're feeding the eager because people are eager to get back to a place of normalcy. So we don't want to make you feel like you're just a needy person. No, this is a celebration. We're celebrating you because you know what? It's okay to celebrate you because you exist. And since you exist, we're going to love you because you exist. You don't have to do anything for this love. Come get this love. Come get this love, right? Yeah. And, so, and so that's the beauty of what we're doing. You don't have to do anything, right? Just show up. Just show up for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we definitely need in these times. And any times really is just love, compassion, and also community that promotes mental health. And I like how it's the whole different coffees based on different things of mental health or suicide prevention and things like that. I think that's fantastic because even to this day, a lot of people are really struggling with depression, anxiety or suicide. And it's just, it's a really scary thing. Myself, I suffer from anxiety a lot. So I just find a lot of simple things tough and I do find my coping mechanisms here and there but <laughs> a lot of hey, people downplay we all do yes <laughs> all. a lot of people downplay anxiety is like nothing but anxiety definitely has its detriment and it definitely brings me down and gets rid of all of my energy but I try and live through it and use coping mechanisms and help others and that's what we all should do in this world we're all one big team so <laughs> man 
And so this is how we normalize therapy. And, and, and then the fact that I'm talking to somebody in Scotland and in Florida, and we're talking about our anxiety and then how we choose to cope. This is how we start this thing. Yeah. It's not about black or white. It's about, can we just help each other? We're all going through, all of us. And that's why the thing I appreciate the most about COVID is that for the most part, we're all sort of in survivor mode. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Right? And so now, obviously, like the billionaires, they're able to do whatever they want to do, right? Mm. <laughs> but, but for the most part, we're all like in the same boat. Because even if you have a little money, you can't go anywhere. Nope. You can't really go and, <laughs> right? You can't rule with your money these days, mm -hmm. right? Mm. And uh, I think we all needed that. We needed a pause. We needed to slow down. We need to reflect. We needed perspective. We needed to serve one another. Yeah. You feel me? So this is amazing. This is a blessing. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Chris. I really appreciate that, though. Do you have a favorite coffee and a food that you particularly enjoy? Oh, favorite coffee? So, uh, <laughs> man, so Sip and Savor Coffee House here in Chicago. It's a Black-owned spot. I love it. He's a brother. But I love coffee in general. So he actually serves La Colombe. La Colombe is an incredible brand. They have a dark roast that I love it. Just give me a cup of dark roast with two honey shots, with two shots of honey, mm. right? Just give me that. And then give me a slice of banana cake. Uh, that's oh. if I'm having, oh. right? That's if I'm having a cup of coffee at Sip and Savor Coffee House, right? Now, if I'm in Starbucks, give me like the caramel cappuccino, right? Mm. Or like the caramel macchiato, right? Give me that. Like it changes. You know, uh, if I'm uh, going to Happy Monday, uh, you know, give me just a plain cup of coffee with just some oat milk, right? And so... Mm. But as it relates to like what my favorite food is in general outside of coffee, uh, I would probably say, you know what? I don't eat a lot of red meat and like pork. And so I used to love Italian food, but I can't do cheese. And so for me, honestly, these days, give me some grilled pineapple and some salmon, hmm. some grilled okay. salmon. Uh, you know, I'm good to go. And a glass of tequila and uh, lemonade. I'm OK. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and look, depending on the day, give me a cigar. Yeah. Uh, give me a green label, green apple cigar. That's if I'm just chilling out. And uh, I don't have those days very often because obviously I'm working. I probably smoke a cigar maybe twice, three times a year. Mm. But I do a lot of work. Like sometimes I have to tell myself to relax, stop, chill, relax. <laughs> right. And mm. so that's sort of what life is like for me, you know, at the moment. But I'm open. That's awesome. Do you have any um, stories from other people that stand out in regards to like mental health stories? Yeah. So I had this one brother who reached out to me. He said that, uh, hey, uh, can you help me find a therapist so I can stop hurting the people that I love the most? Wow. <laughs> and and uh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Sometimes that's just that first step. Someone comes up to you for help. Even just one story like that, it's like, you know, it's going to be the, that's the beginning of their mental health journey. And that first step usually makes a difference. So it's just, it's amazing to hear. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it means a lot, right? And we're trying our best to really help the people because like the goal is to be there for them and like to really meet them where they are. That's important. We're not just here just for clout. We're not here just for media attention. Mm -hmm. We're really here like to help meet the needs of the people because I know what it's like to be broken. 
I know what it's like not to have help. I know what it's like not to have anyone there for me when I needed them the most. Like I know what it's like. And so because of my community who took care of me when I did get the help, I take all of that and I put it on my back so I can use that as motivation to help the people that need me the most. And so I believe that I have become a very resourceful person. I have become like the type of person that will fight and create to uh, build something that we need as a source of help and uh, strength and community. And so I'm going to always fight for my people. Yeah. And it's nice to prepare a table for them to sit at, right? Because so many people are being talked at. You go to school, you go to work, you go to church, everyone's talking at you. You go to the hospital, everyone's talking at you. But depending on what your dynamic is at home, you don't have the space to really talk about how you really feel because everyone's talking at you. Mm. And mm. so that's what Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health was about. It's about creating safe spaces for people to vent without consequence, you know, without judgment, just giving people that space to be vulnerable so we can get them some help. And Chris, on that note, how should people follow Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health and even donate to the organization? Sure. So uh, if you want to donate, all you have to do is log on to www.chhamh.org. That is the acronym of Coffee, Hip Hop and Mental Health. That's www.chhamh.org. If texting is easy for you, you can text donate.feedshy to 77948 and just visit us online and you can follow us on social media, both Instagram and Facebook and Twitter by looking up coffee, hip hop and mental health, all one word. And you can also buy merch by going to our website and clicking on the shop. And so we need everyone's support. If you too can donate, please do no pressure. We're taking that money and uh, we're building farmers markets. Uh, we're putting our money where our mouth is and now uh, we're really, really helping people. And so we are excited about this opportunity, like to be there for our people. And so we thank you for this platform. We thank you for the conversation. And we thank you all for reaching out to us. Is it Larnell and Ani? Larnell and Oni. Oni Kaki, yeah. Or Oni for Oni. sure. <laughs> Oni and Larnie, thank you. <laughs> yeah, then let's not go for the Larnie part. You know, let's just get that. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't go by that. <laughs> but, but I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Well, yeah. Well, Chris, um, we would like to thank you for coming on to the Autistic Delicatessen and really just doing something good for the Black community, for Black Americans in Chicago and Chi Town. And from one Black person to another, much appreciated to you for really helping out in the community and really having good coffee and really just doing something that's very meaningful. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to uh, share this. You know, it means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No worries. It's great having you here. So, Oni, what did you think about the conversation? I thought it was really powerful. With Chris's mental health journey to how he made coffee, hip-hop, mental health, and what the coffees symbolise and helping people. Just the whole safe space to be vulnerable. And it's always good to have a chat with someone and having a hot drink. And it's just, I'm really moved by his statements. And it was just a really, it was just a really interesting interview. It's got me a bit <laughs> stumb stumbly because it's like, wow, kind of thing. So I hope you guys have tuned in and enjoyed this episode. So <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. And I liked how honest 
Chris was really about things in the black community. And even I'm thinking about the coffee flavors in terms of like the wealth gap, suicide prevention, as well as normalized therapy. And I like how they have meanings on with that. Because I feel like on our shows, we have different types of guests, but to have these type of guests on to just be honest and to talk mm-hmm. about serious issues and then mixing in with coffee or food. I feel like those are really valuable episodes to and valuable guests that we have here on the show. Yeah. And it's what we definitely need these days, even just in general, because as I said earlier in the episode, that mental health is a thing that a lot of people are struggling with and we all should support each other. We are all one team in this planet, so... Yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, there should be more funding for mental health programs and even like not just in black communities, but just in impoverished communities. I'm sure there's probably certain areas in Scotland where you are only that you feel that, you know, mental health is not that much prominent. Um, there is like charities in that for specific mental health, whether it's gendered like women's or men's or suicide prevention or even just like mental health in general and more promotion and stuff. And some places can be better than others, but there is definitely ignorance and even though we do have free healthcare, there's issues with cuts and waiting times which can affect people with their mental health with the waiting and it's tough and different issues everywhere, poorer countries to countries like the UK or US. But we're all still struggling to a degree and in each different community has one thing in common. We all struggle with mental health and there really needs to be more work to it because it's like mental health is just as important as physical health. Without mental health, we all would not be here at all. Yeah, definitely. And thank goodness for people like Chris Lamarck mixing in coffee and really having those type of resources and even having trained professionals to be able to help even on the black communities, because of course, yeah. even if you live outside the United States or live inside the United States, people know the long history. Like, look, there's been successful black Americans, but then also there's been black Americans that have been under the poverty line and mm-hmm. then it's psychological and that's how it can lead them to crime and all that type of yeah. stuff. Because I get what Chris Lamarck was saying about poverty is valid. And first I was trying to think when I was researching him, it's like what does he mean by poverty is bound because i never heard it in those terms but then it's really more of the circumstances and the structures because when you're a product of your environment what else do you have yeah yeah and it does suck even to this day that black people are so overlooked and it's not fair especially with healthcare. and i can't speak for the black community but i have researched and looked into the issues because i believe in equality i believe in black lives matter i believe in human rights trans rights all sorts i like to see what issues are going on in the world so i believe that the black community deserves a lot more mental health treatments and care and what chris is doing with coffee about mental health is to break the stigma of mental health and showing that expressing your feelings as a black person is okay yeah and from that it just shows that we can all do more so that's really what it is yes totally Well, we hope you liked this episode. If you want to check out more of our shows, as well as our YouTube channel, please go on to theautisticdelicatessen.card.co. Until next time. What you eat, what you drink, is your story.